Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Wednesday, the 13th of March. It's episode number 739. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about what you can do to get off the bench and onto the battlefield as we dig into the study for the MomStrong International Ministry, which is going to center around leaving a legacy. We have one life to live. How are you going to be defined? Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Right, so you guys have been such an encouragement to me this week. Thank you for the boost that you have given Bible Promises for Moms. Bible Promises for Moms released a week ago. It's just $2.99. And uh, we're hoping that you will buy a bunch of them and hand them out to your friends. They are wonderful baby shower gifts. They are wonderful gifts for any mom that you know in the trenches, any grandmother. Because I, what I want to do is take you back and bring you to the Word of God so that you can learn it for yourself. This is the theme for the Bible study here at Heidi St. John. I have been studying the Word of God my entire life. My grandmother was a Bible teacher. My grandfather was a pastor. My husband and I met at Bible college, so there's a real rich love of the Word of God in my family, and my passion is to see you learn the Word of God, live the way God says to live, and then lead others on a journey of faith. And so we want to encourage you to to prioritize the study of God's word in your life. You can do that by joining me at MomStrong International. And uh, it's just about $2 a week. And for that, you're going to get an incredible Bible study right to your inbox. It's also a fantastic way for you to support the ministry that we are doing here at the podcast. So I just want to encourage you, if you haven't joined already, the scripture writing challenge is free. It's there every month for you. And you can find that at momstronginternational.com. All right. And one more thing before I get started. I'm sorry. I'm going to be uh, at the Teach Them Diligently convention. If you guys are not following me around the country this summer, I'd love to meet you and just hug your neck in person. I will be at the Northwest uh Arkansas Convention in Rogers, Arkansas, the 21st through the 23rd of March. And then I'm going to start traveling with our family. So Jay and I, for three weeks, are going to take all of our kids, well, once we're still at home, all of our kids with us. So we will be at the Nashville Convention. We'll be at the ARC for Answers for Women, the Conference for Answers in Genesis. And then the weekend after that, we'll be in Waco, Texas. So come on out and say hello. Uh, We would love to meet you. If you want more information on where I will be for this season, you can find more information out at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. All right, let's dig into the Bible study for the week of, for the second week of March. Here we are, the week of March 11th. The theme at MomStrong International this month is Legacy, A Life Well-Lived. Now, we we talk about legacy a lot 
at the podcast and over at Heidi St. John. But I wonder sometimes if we really think about the legacy that we're going to leave behind. We're not, we're not, I think, in our circles as mothers and fathers really talking about it a lot, especially during the years that our children are very little. So this month at MomStrong International, we're going to be talking about it. And I'm going to hopefully make a case for you for why now is the time to think about what is the legacy that we are going to leave behind for future generations. So building a legacy that we are going to be pleased to pass on to our children begins today with one small decision at a time. And as parents, we want to experience the no greater joy kind of joy that comes from seeing our children begin to leave a legacy of their own that will honor Christ with their lives. But even more than that, we want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Many of you heard my interview with my uh, my son, Spencer. He's the second of our boys, the fourth of our children and the second of our boys to graduate from high school. And we've been talking with him a lot lately about what it's going to mean for him to leave a legacy. And today is Spencer's 18th birthday. So Spencer... St. John, uh, your father and I are so proud of you, and we are excited to see what God's going to do in, in and through you as you enter into adulthood. And really, that's what we're trying to do is raise our children to follow and walk with the Lord Jesus. So if you're ready to start making an impact for the kingdom today, this is the Bible study for you. This is the scripture writing challenge for you. Join me at MomStrong International for the month of March as we learn about God's heart and how we can seek him now for future generations. We only have one chance to live our lives for the Lord Jesus, and we want to make it count. So this week, we're taking you into the book of Deuteronomy. And if you haven't if you haven't downloaded the study yet, it's not too late to do it. We're only on the second week. And uh, the first area of study that we're doing for, the, for this week is critical to determine the legacy that we leave. You see, God has some things that he very clearly wants us to become intimately acquainted with, and then learn to teach that to generations behind us. Remember, you guys, his word is living and active and powerful. So it might feel new to you to orient your family inside the boundaries that God has set up for you, but I'm telling you what, he's going to be with you and he's going to give you direction and clarity every step of the way. So as we study and determine before the Lord to open our mouths Uh, and talk about Jesus with our family, I don't want you to let the devil come in and tell you that there's not enough information in your head to go ahead and teach it, because there is. If there are trees outside, you can speak of the Creator. If there are trees outside, you can speak about about the Creator. I was with my team in Lakeland this last week, and we had the privilege to go to Miami. And I'm telling you what, Miami says that they own the sunset. Actually, we drove all the way to Key West, I've never been to the to the Florida Keys before, and we thought, you know, we're down here. We had this one day, and so we got up at 5 in the morning after I had spoken all day. The day before, we got up at 5 in the morning, and we drove all the way down the Florida Keys, and we didn't get home until 2 in the morning, and then uh, we went to bed, I think, at 2.30 in the morning and had to get up at 4 to catch a flight, and I, my, uh, my team was like, ah, we can sleep when we're dead, <laughs> and we're down there, and there's a sign at the very southernmost a tip, the very southernmost point of the United States that says that they own the sunset. And I was like, aha, hosh posh, who owns the sunset? Okay, they probably do own the sunset. It was spectacularly beautiful. And I was amazed at how many people had come out to watch it. And I asked a guy on a bicycle, I said, does this happen every night? And he said, oh yeah, hundreds of people come out every night. Why? Because they are wanting to bear witness to something that only the creator can do. Only God 
can make a sunset like that. Only God can make the enormous display uh, of animals that we saw all over the place in Southern Florida and down in the Florida Keys. And we are in awe of it. And if you have seen God's creation, you can speak of the creator. If you've been saved, you can speak of his rescue and his goodness. And if you slip and you say something that you rather you hadn't said, you can apologize and then you can model bringing your heart before the Lord in repentance. You can speak about God's grace and mercy in your life. You see, your kids are going to be a lot more receptive to correction when you model what it looks like to be corrected and to be surrendered. So let's look for just a minute about the goodness of the Lord that's found in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 to 7. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. I want to ask you for just a minute today, what quiets your witness? What quiets your witness? Some of us have allowed mess ups in our life to quiet our witness. Some of you are listening to this and you've walked the painful road of a divorce and that's quieted your witness. Some of you have a prodigal child and so therefore that's quieted your witness. And the Bible teaches us that God wants us to speak about the powerful witness that he has put in our lives. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. And that's comes straight out of Psalm 107 verse two, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Women, there's no better mother to tell a redemptive story to another mother than the mother who has experienced the pain of a prodigal child or who has experienced um, an incredible rescue from sin in her own life. Don't allow the enemy to take you off the field because you have struggled with and succumbed to sin at some point in your life. Satan would love that. It's one of the reasons I had Jasmine Grace on the podcast talking about her uh, abduction into sex trafficking here in the United States, because I wanted her to be able to demonstrate that God uses every single one of us, no matter where we are in your life. It's not, uh, the devil would love for it to rob you of legacy. God would love to see you leave a legacy that says, I have experienced the healing power of Jesus in my life. That's part of the reason I wrote Becoming Momstrong. It's the reason we launched MomStrong International. It's the reason I spend five and six months out of the year traveling to speak to parents across the country is to say, listen, we serve the healer and God wants to work powerfully in your life no matter where you are, no matter where you've come from. And so as you read the Bible with us at MomStrong International, it's not too late for you guys to download that study. Jump in there with us. There are thousands of women studying the Word of God with us right now. Get in there, download it, study it with your kids. And as you read through the Bible, I'm going to encourage you to ink up your Bible. So write down what God's saying to you, write down the date that he's saying it to you. And then as you go through over the years and you continue studying the word, I'm telling you what, God will use that and he'll bring things back to your mind and you'll be amazed at what God will do. So as you are in your Bible, I want you to underline 
uh, love the Lord your God, and then put parentheses around three things that you see in verse five as a reminder of where we're starting this lifestyle process of loving God in our homes. When I talk about a lifestyle process, to me, it has a lot to do. Let's say that you're somewhere, that you're in your life like I am right now, and I have been trying for a while to lose some weight, and I finally decided, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to yo-yo diet anymore. I'm going to actually change the way I eat permanently so that I don't keep falling back to this place where I have to get on yet another diet or, oh, look at me, I've gained 10 pounds back. Now I've got to go on a diet. No, I want to live a lifestyle so that I don't continue to gain weight. And that's what we want to do as we walk with the Lord. We want to make the study of God's word a lifestyle process that helps us to love God with all our heart all our soul, all our mind, and all our strength while we're in our homes. That's what helps us teach to our children the power of knowing the Word of God. So I want you to place brackets around how the Bible says we are to teach them and then underline the four times we talk to our people about God's commandments. Because really that's what we're supposed to be doing as parents. We're supposed to be walking in such a way that our children see that this is not just something that we do for fun or a backpack that we put on. This is something that we do every day to say, Father, I love you and I want my life to bear witness to that. And I want to I want to point something out with you because I don't, we don't often look up Revelation and my grandmother loved the book of Revelation. She taught Revelation. I grew up listening to her teaching through the Bible, particularly with an emphasis on Revelation because grandmother always used to say, listen, we know how this thing is going to end. And so we want to live with the end in mind. Really, that's what legacy is, right? It's living with the end in mind in mind. So let's let's read for sec- for just a moment Revelation chapter 1 verses 9 to 18. I'm going to read to you today out of the New International Version. A lot of what we're doing in the study is based on the NASB and I know some of you are studying with me through different versions of the Bible. I'm going to read this out of the New International, the NIV, and then I'm going to read it out of a couple different versions so that you can get a really rounded view of John's vision of Christ in Revelation chapter 1. It says, I, John, your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Christ, was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. So when he says, I was on the island of Patmos, he wasn't there on vacation. He was there being persecuted for the testimony of Jesus. You see, this idea of uh, the prosperity gospel, I don't know where we got it. Well, I do know where we got it. It didn't come from the Lord. All you got to do is study the lives of the apostles to figure that out. On verse 10, it says, On the Lord's day I was in the Spirit, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet, which said, Write on a scroll what you see, and send it to the seven churches, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pernigam, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me, and when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet with a golden sash around his chest. The hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes blazed like fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and coming out of his mouth was a sharp double-edged sword. His face was like the sun shining in all its brilliance. 
When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead. And now look, I am alive forever and ever. I hold the keys of death and Hades. Now, what kid doesn't want to learn about this Jesus? What's coming out of his mouth in verse 16? What did you guys just hear me say in verse 16? In his right hand, he had seven stars, and coming out of his mouth was a double-edged sword. The Bible says, teach your children diligently, and it refers to a sharpening. And if we dig further, you'll see that it reveals that every Old Testament reference, aside from the teach them diligently in Deuteronomy 6, speaks of sharp arrows or a sword, and every New Testament likeness is also a reference to sharp arrows and swords, and our warrior Jesus, and our warrior Jesus. So when we think about legacy, what are the commands that we are supposed to do? We are to love, to live, and to absorb and teach. That is the heart behind MomStrong International, right? It's learn it, live it, lead it. And we see that to teach someone diligently, if we're going to leave a legacy, is to be thorough and to be intentional. So I want to talk for just a minute about that intentionality because our intentionality is diligence in living out the word of God before our children as well as instructing so that we don't exasperate them by holding them to a standard that we aren't striving for ourselves. You know what we call that? We call that hypocrisy. You can't leave a legacy if you're a hypocrite, right? We see that in politics all the time. We've watched that recently with men and women in Congress who say one thing and do something different, what happens? You don't trust him anymore, right? So we're going to talk for just a minute about what that means to be intentional. And I'm always saying to parents, listen, you can't pass on what you don't possess. If you want your kids to walk in right relationship with the Lord, let them see you walk in a right relationship with the Lord first. If you want to see your children be successful as adults, let them see you following God's prescription for successful adulthood. So we've had some personal evaluation uh, over at MomStrong International involving the Ten Commandments in the Make It Your Own area of this particular study in in, uh, in week two of Finding Balance and Breathe. So if you were doing that study with us, you might remember that we asked you to do a little bit of personal evaluation. All right. And we're going to continue to do that because that's what we got to be constantly doing is evaluating our lives. And so this week, we're going to take a look through the lens of teaching these commandments to our children. So I'm going to refresh you for just a minute, and we're going to read through Deuteronomy chapter 5. All right, this is Deuteronomy chapter 5. Then Moses summoned all Israel and said to them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and ordinances which I'm speaking to you today in your hearing, that you may learn and observe them carefully. The Lord your God made a covenant with us at Horeb. The Lord did not make this covenant with our fathers, but with us, with all those who are alive here today. The Lord spoke to you face to face at the mountain from the midst of the fire while I was standing between the Lord and you at the time to declare to you the word of the Lord, for you were afraid because of the fire and did not go up the mountain. God said, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. So I want you to understand something. God is laying out, first of all, we've said this over and over at the podcast, God is resolutely committed to his own glory. He wants you to give credit where credit is due. And he's going to lay out the Ten Commandments, but he's going to start by saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. It wasn't anybody else. It was me. I did that. Mom and dad, listen to me. If you have anything right now 
that you're thankful for? Thank God. Do you have a job? Thank God. Do you have healthy children? Thank God. Do you have a safe place to sleep at night? Thank God. God's saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of slavery. Now he's going to say, in light of who I am, here's how I want you to respond. Do you want to leave a legacy? Here's where it starts. Number one, you shall have no other gods before me. Now, in the culture today, there's we think of no other gods. Okay, so we're not worshiping idols. Maybe that's our other god. But I'm telling you, in the culture today, we have lots of other gods before gods. We serve money. We serve platform. So easy for us to have another God before God. That's verse 7. Verse 8, you shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above or on earth below or in the water under the earth. God's like, don't worship the earth. All these people who worship the earth, eh, God said, don't do that. You shall not worship them or serve them for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God visiting their iniquity, so the sins of the fathers on the children, and on the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. So parents, listen, the decisions that you're making right now are going to have lasting impact, either for good or for evil. Verse 10, but showing loving kindness to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. Verse 11, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. Just let that sit. Verse 12, observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days shall you labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath for the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your ox or your donkey. Man, he's serious about this. Or your cattle or your sojourner who stays with you so that your male servant or your female servant may rest as well as you. This is, I'm going to say, I'll just be honest, this is a tough one for me. Mostly because I like to work. But God's saying, rest and be thankful. Verse 15, you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out of there by a mighty hand and by an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. 16, honor your father and mother as the Lord your God has commanded you, that your days may be prolonged and that it may go well with you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. 17, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Boy, I heard a pastor who considers himself wise a couple of months ago talk about how we should just ignore the Old Testament. I say we ignore the Old Testament to our peril. We need to put it in its proper context in light of uh, the death and resurrection of Jesus. But to say that we should ignore the Old Testament is foolishness. Verse 21, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife and you shall not desire your neighbor's house, his field, his male servant, his male, his female servant, his ox, his donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. He's saying, dude, stop your coveting. Knock it off. And then if we look to Proverbs 6, I'm going to take you over there real quick. Verses 20 20 to 24, I want you to do a correlation with me. Uh, This is Solomon. My son, observe the commandment of your father and do not forsake the teaching of your mother. Bind them continually on your heart. Tie them around your neck. When you walk about, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. When you awake, they will talk to you. For the commandment is a lamp and the teaching is light. And reproofs for discipline are the way of life to keep you from the evil woman, from the smooth tongue, 
of the adulteress. You see what God's saying? He gave us his commandments and then he's saying, bind these teachings on your heart. This is going to help you live in the way that God wants you to live. So these 10 commandments that we are learning about, they matter to your toddler, to your five-year-old, to your 11-year-old, to your, to your young adult. They matter. They're important. And when we trust that God will grant wisdom freely when we ask, we want to believe that he's going to help us implement these things into our lives. You see, God tells us right up front that following him is the way the universe is constructed. I'm always telling parents when I'm speaking that if I were to step off the stage, gravity wouldn't care what I believed about gravity. Gravity would have its ways, and the laws of God are the same way. And the sooner our kids learn this cornerstone about our faith, the sooner the building blocks will line up together. Love the Lord your God. Honor God. Have no other gods before him. And certainly don't make images that mock the holy opportunity of worshiping the living God. In the same way, the command to honor our parents instructs us to live daily in the practice of honoring God and habitually submitting to his authority without fighting it. So throughout the study here at MomStrong International this month, we're going to look at these through the various constructs of talking about them as we sit, as we walk along the road, as we lie down, as we rise up. Our children need to know this defining truth about their relationship with God. They are not the center of the universe. God is. Therefore, because of that, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol, right? Don't take my name in vain by playing it, serving me or not bringing deserved honor to my name. Stop weekly to worship me and remember my great acts of mercy. Honor your parents because in this you practice honoring me in the routine of your everyday life. And I promise, this is the Lord, I promise if you do these things, life will go well for you. If we want to leave a legacy of following Jesus for our children, that's where it starts. That's where it starts. It's recognizing that God has set for us every day, the opportunity to walk with him. Let's end this study in a word of prayer. Father God, our Abba Father, sometimes I walk through my days thinking that I'm the center of the universe without actually ever really saying it out loud. Sometimes I feel like things are more important to me than you are. Father, would you help me surrender in those moments when I feel such a need to be in control and allow your commandments to guide me when I walk about, when I'm teaching my children. Father, please help me keep them the main thing. Bring them to my mind as I'm parenting. Push me to speak them out loud into our family. Father, I want to honor you above all things. I want you in my life to be visible to my children. I desire to honor you. So, Father, would you speak to me through your commandments? Lord, I'm listening. For every mom and every dad that's listening to this Today, Father, I pray that you would remind us that the words that you give us in your word are life. Help us to keep your word central to our daily living, a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. We love you, Father. We invite you into every aspect of our lives. Help us, Lord, as we live our daily lives to keep the legacy that we'll be leaving behind us ever in front of us. Thank you for helping us to do it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.
I want to thank you guys for listening. If the podcast is an encouragement to you, and I hope that it is, it encourages us when you leave reviews for this podcast over at iTunes and that you share this podcast with your friends. You can share it on social media. We love it when you uh, when you share the podcast with your friends. We love it when you leave a review. I want to encourage you, if you're studying the word with us, you can actually become a teacher at MomStrong International and you can lead a MomStrong group in your home. Last weekend when we were in uh, Florida, I met eight women who were teaching mom strong groups in their homes and in their churches. And if you're interested in helping other moms prioritize God's word in 2019, join us at momstronginternational.com. You can download the leadership application and apply to be a leader and have access to teaching with me once a month among with among some other things also. So uh, come along this journey with us, prioritize the study of God's word in 2019. And then when things happen in the culture, I'm telling you what, your knowledge and understanding of God's word are gonna help you instead of freak out, faith up, and to walk uh, in a consistent manner so that when we leave a legacy behind us, it is a legacy that we'll be happy to leave, not one that we'll regret. All right. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. If you're interested in supporting this ministry, and we hope that you will be, you can send us support care of Firmly Planted Family, 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. I appreciate you sending support to this ministry, and we love to hear from you. We love it, especially uh, when you write to us again. You can write to me, Heidi St. John, care of Firmly Planted Family, 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. Have a great day, everybody, and I'll see you back here on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.